0: We should just release this as the episode. Am I the only one here? I think I'm the only one here. Just me talking to myself and a baby crying in the background.
1: One, two, three. Hold on. Hold on. Starting.
0: Hold on.
1: Starting now. What is the taco song that was. One, two, three. Starting now. And here we are at another episode of the Friday Night Movie Pod. Talking about foreign <laughs> films today on this very sexy and foreign Friday night movie podcast.
2: I don't know that I'm comfortable doing a sexy <laughs> podcast with you two.
1: <laughs> but it's foreign has like yeah. always like a little bit like an uncomfortable sexiness to it. It's
2: true. No it
0: is. <laughs> so can you can you tell people who are who don't know what that introductory no. music you surprised us with was?
1: That uh, foreign music is an Italian classical, like a classic song that um, is featured in Money Heist, our favorite foreign TV show.
0: Also known as Casa de Papel.
1: Casa de Papel. And there was actually, there was a live concert of it, because this week was Carnival here. And there was a live concert playing. And it was like, there was like a chorus of like 30 people singing it, blasting outside my window. And I felt very foreign in that
0: moment. I have I to a- say, I have to say, as someone who didn't watch a lot of foreign films so far in my life, Casa de Papel is one of the things that has really opened me up to watching a lot more foreign stuff because I got into it as much hey. as I would get into any show.
1: Um. So that's, I mean, that's a good point. Like, a points for foreign films, but um, but shy, how are you? Let's start with you, shy, since clearly um, it's not obvious uh, enough. I'm hosting today.
0: Uh I am doing great. Took the kids skiing this weekend. So a real nice follow-up. Had a ski hill cheeseburger myself. Had some curly fries, which, you know, if you're not going to get a poutine in the United States, curly fries are pretty amazing. And shared a Kit Kat with my older daughter while we were on the ski lift.
2: Shout out to
1: Josh Ashroff, though. Quick shout out to Josh Josh, Ashroff, a loyal friend and listener, who said that that was his signature uh chocolate bar on the ski hill uh when we did our ski Which episode one? oh kit kat uh,
2: um also i would definitely people, pick a waffle of... fry over a curly fry any day of the week no no that, curly that... fry not first of all a curly fry always has like Africa. raw potato parts in it somehow somehow there's always like some sort of like undercooked potato part and what's with the seasoning
0: Ugh, it's not even that good uh i I would say waffle fry is definitely the highest order of fry, but there were they weren't an option here. I would also say a
2: shoestring, then a standard. This is a very long conversation, guys. Sorry, foreign film. And and I'll just say, oh, technically we're talking about something French,
0: so it's okay. French French fries.
1: Let's kick it off with some French fries. (laughs) uh,
0: A lot of (laughs) people like the skiing episode, and uh, Alana, who is one of my great ski buddies. um... Uh, had a lot of nice stuff, a lot of nice memories, queued up, and she specifically remembered the powder eight from
1: powder Aspen eight. Extreme. Aspen Extreme. I love like all these in these ski movies. Not to like harp on ski stuff, but these like invented ridiculous like ski challenges that they have to make <laughs> up for the movie. Um, but anyway, so that sounds like good and awesome weekend. Becky, how are you? uh without jinxing anything
2: let's just say (laughs) everyone in my house got a good night's sleep yesterday and you made bagels oh i also began my journey into into montreal bagel making now i think it was a really strong first attempt they are delicious but it's not what i was going for so i'm going to make a few alterations i'm going to get back at it today and i'll uh let you know how things progress they looked beautiful though they they tasted quite amazing out of the oven but, wow! Mm-hmm. Keep your eye on the prize. The journey continues. Um,
1: I will say this: I have two quick things to say for my intro. I mean, my. How are you, Lily? Don't ask me. That's okay. It would be weird if you guys asked me if I'm hosting. So I'll just quickly say that um, I had a great time this week. I had friends visiting for Carnival. As you, if you've listened to this podcast more than one year, you hear that every year it happens. How crazy. how
0: offensive were how offensive were the Carnival
1: I didn't sets see that. And
0: demonstrations in your town but also broadly across Spain.
1: Broadly across Spain, I would say that there were some misguided attempts to honor the Holocaust during carnival, which does not seem like it should be um the two things should be conflated. And so there was an unfortunate incident in a small town in Spain where like a, a group of people t- tried to make the theme honoring the holocaust victims and did like a disco concentration camp outfit situation Oof. dancing to disco music and there was a little plaque on the train that they used as their um float which is like a train car oh god like a cattle car. yes like Ugh. yes um let's said this is in honor of the you know people the six million jews and all the other people who died during the world war II and holocaust and and yet there was, like, a choreographed, like, flash mob situation. And it, it just seemed, it seemed very anti-Semitic, but I think, like, w- you know, under there is actually a misguided, sort of very ignorant way to um, have incorporated these two things, which should not be conflated. Uh,
0: right, right, like, it's carnival. so out there, like, it's so out there that you're like, well, this it, this is stupid, it, but not, not ra- sure it's, it's entirely not necess- hateful.
1: Right, hateful, exactly, and I think that, like, I've talked to other people, uh, Jews that live in Spain, and they've kind of, you know, after reading the, the announcement from the town and the, their government, have uh, kind of agreed that, okay, there's other, there's worse representations. But no, I would say there was a lot of, I saw a bunch of money heist costumes, which made me really happy. Um, and just a lot of really creative, fun costumes. So one person was dressed as Franco, and that seems inappropriate, but maybe they're making also like a, a joking commentary. But I'm like, like That's Franco, the fascist, uh, the fascist. Yes. The dictator. Not, um, not James, not James Franco or, or, which or could Dave. All, I, I think James could offend some people. Dave is pretty, you know,
0: not everybody loves, everybody everyone loves, loves Dave, Dave, Dave Franco. Right.
1: Um, but yes, I would say the dictator Franco. And then um, I just want to quickly say that I was talking to my foreign husband about this episode and I said to him, hey, uh, we're going to do foreign films today. And he just looked at me and he goes, wow, porn films. And I was like, no. And I was like, oh, my God, like you, you're so foreign, you don't even understand me. And I was like, no, no, foreign films, not porn films. <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And 20 minutes later, I go to him, hey, did you see that article I sent about Spielberg's daughter becoming a porn actress? And he's like, she's becoming a foreign actress or a porn actress. And I was like, we should just text each other (laughs) instead of talking. (laughs) Same girl. (laughs) Which, it was like one of the funniest interactions that, again, reminded me. You live in a foreign country with a foreigner. Well, he's not foreign here, I guess. He's a foreigner to me. But anyways, um, talk, okay. Kicking the episode off with our first foreign, our big foreign film, the biggest foreign film of the year, Parasite. Which we all saw finally. Um, and which means uh, Lily, you finally saw Lily.
2: I have a question. Yeah. Did um, when they were writing the screenplay for this, did they
1: interview you? Because I've,
2: <laughs> I've had a few incidents. <laughs> weird
1: parallels with,
2: between your life. I've had a
1: few incidents where with well, when when you own your own business, I would say you eventually have people that work for you that like strange situations come up, and we've had multiple people work for us and help us out at home, and I would say that you know it was a bit. Um well no one was like thank god stabbed at my house, I will say that
0: or living or, or, or living hiding in the, the basement. I'm or not even sure light. about that. I
2: feel so like I after like, ah, seeing this you movie you should you should do a really thorough once over Where of of, of your home and gyms to make sure no one is in that, fact living okay. under the sink living? or something.
1: Um But but yeah, I I, I what are your guys like, Beck, your first initial reaction. Or or you had like a delayed reaction too. Yeah, this was
2: like a slow burn for me. It really marinated over time after watching. I think when I was watching it, I appreciated the very high, fine craftsmanship of filmmaking while I was watching it and the acting, and like all the elements were there for a really fine tuned film. But then. Afterwards, it was in the weeks after my mind kept going back to it and really thinking about the story and the characters and the twists and each individual um, character in the family that's the part that's like the, the domestic workers versus the family that's employing them. And and I started to, I don't know, it, it had a much deeper impression on me over time. And that was very, so I don't feel like that's happened to me qu- very often with a film where I watch it go I thought it was like okay this is a great movie but because it my mind just kind of kept going back to it and analyzing it and thinking about it um, and all of the storytelling within the storytelling that was going on that I was really really impressed with it It, it's a very it's a film you can study that's what it feels like
0: you know Shy. I was very stressed throughout this movie because one of the things that I tried to do going into it was to not know. I, I tried to know as little as possible going in. I knew there was some sort of class element to it, but I also, for some reason, because it was called Parasite, thought it was going to be a little bit like the human centipede. So That's I was true, going
2: into Me too. And because like, it's like Korean, yeah, I thought Korean. it would just be like horribly like violent and terrifying. Yeah
0: terror movies so like and and, and so off thing and the other movie I've seen by this director is Snowpiercer, which is which is an extremely interesting but also like super violent movie and violent and really tough ways to take. And so I was I kept being like, okay, so like when are they gonna start doing the human experiments on the (laughs) like I kept thinking that like at a certain point the workers were going to be experimented on by the parents, by, by by the by the family. But I I realized that like I was completely wrong. So I was very stressed throughout the movie and I was very like sad and upset at the end because the end just like really, really like <laughs> it upset me. And so first when it finished I said, Well, that was really well done, but I never want to see it again. And then and, and I was sort of like, Oh, well, how was this best picture? But then like Becky, I just can't I have not stopped thinking about that movie for for two weeks. I still don't want to see it again because it, it was extremely unpleasant. But there, there were some scenes, especially the way they used the whole idea of the smell as the as the breaking point between the between the right. the two fathers. Like to me, that was so amazing, and it just it stuck with stuck with me and it haunted me. And I was relieved that while there was like a wanton murder scene towards the end, uh, there was not uh, a human centipede component to it.
1: Right. I'll say uh, just to like conclude on the first reactions that I think um, that's a, I think that's a great point. I, I loved it. I thought it was so funny. I thought it was so, so brilliantly that, so comedic.
0: I, I just want you to know that, like, I did not laugh during this movie pretty much at all. I was just stressed, like every time something happened that maybe you thought was funny, I was like, oh, my God, what bad thing is going to happen because like when of this? The,
1: when there, I think there's so many funny scenes. Do tell. But, um, well, wh- one of the, I mean, uh, to me, the, there's just like a whole bunch. But like when the, when the dog is just like staring under the bed, and you you might be stressed that he's gonna get caught, like, and you just see that like the the bottom half of that dog, I I thought that was hilarious. When the mom um, kicks the old housekeeper down the stairs when she's trying to hide her. It was terrible So Lily came down on the
0: side of Kicking the housekeepers yes, I, No,
1: I, no I, <laughs> I, I'm I not for kicking Anybody I just think that like The delivery and the timing With the kids And the rich mom oh, She was so fantastic Her facial expressions Were so comedic I thought that she was extraordinarily brilliant um, the, the, I mean all the actors were brilliant but when she's so the scene with the art therapy, where Jessica comes in and starts saying all these things that she just Googled, and the yes, mom is I agree, wrapping it, it up. And when the Kevin looks at the portrait and goes, "That's a chimpanzee, right?" and she's just like, "That's a self-portrait," and he's like, "Of course, that's so deep." I I, ever, I, like, I will
0: say I some of this, some of that some of that part. Now that the way you're describing it does make me think of the way some of the health fads start where Becky lives.
1: Like sure. to me, like, a lot rich, of what's me, going on. I mean, the commentary on, on the like rich, that. right? Like the rich people who are well-intentioned and well-meaning. I, like n- no one is outright mean, and they don't show that. Like this family has attained their wealth by doing anything like criminal or immoral. It just immoral. Mean, just sounds like he has like a tech company or something. Um, unless there was more to read into it that I didn't get a chance to. But it seems like they're relatively nice people, just extremely gullible, and um, all those scenes versus when you know when the families leave the windows open so that the we get free fumigation. Like it's so sad, you have to laugh in a way. Like I think that I don't think they're making fun of them. I think that there's a, a comedic. Dark, yeah, very I, dark. I, I mean, I, undertone I, to the entire. Even when the the house is getting flooded with like fecal water, like sewer water, and it's like so sad. And she's sitting on the toilet, smoking her cigarette. When Jessica's sitting on that toilet, smoking yeah. her cigarette, it's so absurd and so sad that there. But she's do acting in a way that she's like, "Well, fuck it." Like, I'm yeah, I, I guess mostly it mostly just like, made you know. me like sad I mean, and uncomfortable. A, but the a, way that you.
2: I can see watching it and going, it's like, it's it's sad to the point of being absurd.
0: Yeah, I no, I, I my, my, reaction, my reaction was like, wow, there really is a serious wealth disparity issue in this world right now. That was sure. my main reaction. I, and,
1: and I think that what's so brilliant about it is that you can achieve all those conclusions. And I obviously understand all those conclusions. I think it's brilliant. But yet I didn't feel, I, I felt that it was done with a humor that, like makes these people instead of me feeling bad for them the whole movie me kind of like well when shit gets so bad you just gotta laugh because otherwise you cry like that whole idea that you're kind of like with them in a sort of well we're just doing our best here kind of well it's
2: not they're not just doing their best they're it's about survival I really read this movie as like what people are willing to do what families are willing to do to ensure their survival and what the with the what the family does that that comes in to work for the wealthy family um they do some pretty diabolical things to secure their position they ruin the
1: they ruin the lives of other people they completely
2: destroy the lives of other people but it's not but like they go in and and they work and they they work pretty hard once they're
1: in sure, but it's they also like, like they, can, they, they and then I think it blurs the line when they're going too far over the line and they try to spend an evening living in their life yes and that's when things get wrong is you know you can work really hard and even if Ugh. you have to do bad stuff to get that work but you can't pretend to be and a per- who who you're not and you're never like you're that was the line of being like you're never going to be like them and look what it cost Well, them. I, I
0: think, but but I also think, I also think, had they just sent the son in, and the son had truly fallen in love with the girl, and married the girl, well, that's, honestly, that's, that's then another. they also would have been okay. <laughs> like, well, they, or I, had I, they, I, they all
1: just, even if they destroyed those other people's lives, had they gone in and done their work and not fucked up, and not crossed a line, then they would have made great salaries and re, you know, like, mounted their lives. But it's and not what it's about. Home. And right. It's
2: not what it's exactly. about. I mean, you that's don't what, really learn anything from that. Movie. That's a very different
1: movie. Exactly. This is, you know, I think this cause co- like allows for way more conversation obviously and um I, I was going to say that like while I expected there to be like... a I expected everybody to die. I was like, the kids are going to get... Like, everybody's going to get killed. I thought they were going to get caught, kill everybody on like a rampage and like try and take over their lives or something crazy. Like Snowpiercer, like crazy or something like that. And when it was subtly just like this very sad, realistic, crazy but realistic ending where two people die or three, sorry, four people die... Um, and just how it impacts the rest of their lives just go on. And it leaves you with this very sad, serious, like, demure ending. I I thought that was so much better than going, like, crazy horror. Wacky. Like, ready or not, you know, at the end. Which was although, fabulous.
0: Although, although although Mom okay. definitely reacted to the end of the movie. And needed some explanation, some context, right? From Becky and Vlad. About the type... Like, Mom said, I really liked it. And then that last third really was... Really upsetting.
2: Really? Well, that's the because yes, it's well, it's it's also like within. I think I mean I am certainly no expert on Korean cinema, but there tends to be an element in these films of um, violence and um, it, it this kind of surreal ending in a bit, not like surreal, but extreme things being taken to an extreme. That's something that you'll often see, but. I mean I'm certainly no expert but yeah it's not it's not like the way it it's not like a I it, I mean, the reason it is
0: or is it getting so that special happy where they all become rich and right like, go into this is not together, an Amer- this is very- not
2: an American movie and it's not a reflection of American sentiments like this is a or part- the american dream com- right this or is a particular all come to you. you know I think what's so cool about this film is that on the one hand most of us can watch this and relate to it on a certain level, but it also feels very, very much like we're being given a window into a different world, a different place, a different society, and the challenges that people there face. We can see how it relates to our culture and our society, but then, you
0: know... Which, the, which, I, which I think speaks to the point you've made many times about specificity. Because they did such a specific job, yeah. it felt very relatable, even though we don't understand... Ten of the layers of this movie.
2: Yeah. No, true. Anyways, and it's freaking dark. No, it it is, but I also I I think the the balance it struck But and it's but I think and and it's also it's so beautifully made. Like it's so incredibly well But
1: it's it's also very sweet, the relationships between the fan like they're not. Within their own family units, there's love and there, there's and sweetness. There's, and you want
2: to protect each other and you want to right. survive. And, I, and you want, like the things that the, that the wealthy mother is willing to do for her children is not unlike what the parents of the poor family are willing to do for their children. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's just, they just play out differently because one family is rich and one family is not. But it's all about protecting your family and surviving and trying to raise them up and
1: get more out of this life. Um, so talking about the, like the fact that, you know, this movie is brilliant. It probably, I don't think could make have made in the United States with an American cast. I'm not sure it would have worked, um, at, at all. Um, yet we loved it and can relate to it. One of the things that Shai had brought up that I think really hones in, on, like making this like an excellent, obviously foreign film, is the references, the amount of references to American products and universities, which was fundamental to the film. What did you guys think about that?
2: Oh, um, it—it's something that, as an American living in the United States. I don't think you're true. You assume that everyone outside of the United States would just be obsessed with anything American, but you don't necessarily understand how that might play out. And so, watching that, like, oh, he was in he was he studied in Chicago, or he's from such and such, or wherever it was. This like that somehow raises someone's um, like status values, or status. yeah, whatever mm-hmm. their value, whatever it is, um, felt. On the one hand, I don't. know How do you explain it? Like flattering, but also very misguided.
1: Well, Does that makes sense. I, I, like even just the tent at the end, um, when she he's like, "Isn't that the, the, the boys outdoors camping?" And it's the terrible rainstorm that eventually floods the poor family's apartment. But when he goes, "Is that tent gonna leak?" And the mom goes, "I ordered it from the U.S." <laughs> Like it's just going to be better because it's American. Right. Um, I, I, you know, shy, had, shy. Do you have anything you want to say anything about that specifically?
0: No, I, I, think, I think it was just a detail that I noticed that I thought was really interesting. I asked you, not living in the United States, if,
1: if that's real. You,
0: if that's like something you see, not living in the states, because I don't, I don't I, know I, if we had that growing up in Canada. Mostly, we had just people wanting cool. to drive over the border at Stowe to go shopping in Burlington.
2: Yeah, no, I don't think we had that in Canada, except very specifically, I think it very specifically came to, like, I remember, like, growing up in Montreal, anything that you, anything from New York was a big deal, very specifically. It was like, oh, if you went to New York, or you bought such and such in New York, like, having been to New York was a big deal,
1: but like the rest of the United States, no one really cared about. It was just like New York was... I can say that at at least here, 100%, it's a thing. Like, maybe not to the exaggeration of what, like, it would be represented in South Korea, but here you threw out words like Chicago, New York, L.A., San Francisco... And people, st- people turn or stop or want to know what that, you know, what does that mean? Like, what did you get there? What is it from? You, you went there, you studied there. I've sp- spoken to many people who find like it always a-, a matter of like a way to get in that they studied, they did six months abroad in the U S now they are often in places like Minnesota or Wisconsin because that's where many of the exchanges are. So me being from the well, US, i S I'm like, those Oh, that's sounds-
0: awesome places.
1: They are, they are. But I'm like, Oh, that sounds really nice. It was cold, right? Like, what kind of stuff did you do there? I have more specific questions. And, and then I think like, I, I'm thinking about like, I know there's a difference between Wisconsin and San Francisco. And like, I know what kind of things that you would do there in the winter or whatever, or Minnesota. Like, I, I'm I'm knowledgeable enough to understand the United States in that sense. But here, it's just using that word is, a, is good enough. And then people are like, US, that's all that matters. And I don't think people even ask them, like, oh, what did what did you learn from there? What was your experience? That's not important. The point is that you went. And definitely American products. It's still, maybe Trump is ruining that. I'm not 100% sure. But I definitely think that there's a, a cachet of anything that has to do with the United States. Um, which I thought was just so well done in the movie. And definitely wouldn't work if the film was American. Um so yeah, and then let's do a quick buy rent meh of the family. What did you guys think
2: of which family?
1: Of both families.
2: Oh um. Oh I don't know. The dad was absolutely
0: the my favorite. The dad is absolutely not the part. He was back. my buy.
1: The the not no, no no
0: of the of the workers like the no, dad I was can. absolutely Mr. My Kim. Favorite. Yeah, he, he was my he was my buy for sure. I loved that I mean the actor was amazing. He was so great. The character was so interesting. And I think that moment where he snaps is one of the most important moments and it has to sell. And I think he sells it so well. And it's so nuts, but it's but it's important for that whole last act to work. And I would say I I would say I would rent the daughter because her her, yeah her level of deviousness was like off-putting at times like her willingness to like sort of just not uh, not respect others to me maybe i'm reading her wrong but to me she was just sort of the one who was just like i'll do anything at all costs i really don't care and then i was really sad when when she died too that so so i found her really interesting but it also affected me a lot when she died, so I'll give her a rent. And then I'm going to meh the mom because the mom, to me, was... Well, actually, no, I'm changing that. I'm going to meh the kid. Kim or he... Park? No, no, I'm starting with the main... The, 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 oh, the workers. The... I'm just doing their family. Kim. I'm going to say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meh the, may, the main kid because I feel like he's the one who wasn't satisfied enough with his initial entree and that had he... You know, had he just stuck with the job and even married the girl, like stole his friend's girlfriend, like a lot of the tragedy could have been avoided. So for me, I feel like he needed to. So
1: even if everything happened the way it did, his dad said, I have a plan and he ignored it and like went down there and caused like the majority of the mess.
0: Yeah. Like, I, mean, I mean and just, but again, like, none of this isn't meh of the actual like artistry. This is like there was a bad performance. All the performances yeah. were amazing.
1: Amazing, yeah. Um cool. Beck? Um
2: prefer? I'm gonna buy Jessica because I feel like she was the most just she functioned on such a different level than everyone else. She was she could like like a chess player, she could move like twenty 20 moves in advance she could see what to do she was so evil she was so calculating almost soulless um but yet all these moves she was doing were to benefit her own family and I thought that was very fierce and intense and she scared me the most um so I'm gonna buy her I'm gonna met her brother because I agree he was kind of just like he he was so but then again it was it was such an interesting character to have this young boy really think that he's like in love and so misguided and just such a dummy, honestly. Yeah. Um Yeah. And then I I don't know, I I, I think I just buy everyone. <laughs> I don't know. It's too hard of a game. Although well, there's also a lot of characters, so I don't know how I'm supposed to buy Rent Meh out of <laughs> like
1: ten characters only pick. Well, I'll three. do the Park family quick. I'll just cause you guys did the Kim family. To me, the mom is just the mom was outstanding. Um the so, wait, can I guess? Mrs. Park. Can I guess that
0: you're gonna She was amazing. Can I guess that you're gonna take the kid that sees the ghost second because of Why? how much you guys like horror things where you live? And you just like oh. love the idea of like a ghost Whoa. haunting your house.
1: I, I was gonna oh, take right the, the whole
2: thing where he's seen a ghost, but it's oh god, it's, that's it's right. It's the guy under the,
1: it's it's the, the guy, guy who
2: lives in the, the basement. I feel like and we're really ruining this movie for anyone who hasn't seen it. I'm wow. so sorry. Oh yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler we're, alert. I feel um,
0: like we're the only guys that don't really give a proper one, and I just feel like that's part of being in the conversation. Let's,
1: also, I feel like yeah. if a movie is really good, there's no such thing as spoilers. I think in this movie there isn't. You could have told me everything that would have happened, and, and I would still have still enjoyed incredible. it early, because there's so much nuance. That
2: guy in it. living in the in fallout basement. shelter stressed me out more than anything well, imaginable. His
1: psychosis to me was like the 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 most intense part. Like. How he became obsessed with Mr. Park and was he wanted to stay down there forever. Like there was so much going on. I was going to rent the housekeeper. I consider part of that family. And although they dropped her like a hot cake, like real fast, that was, you know, and she was seemed like a member of her fa- of the family. but I thought she was amazing that character. And then, um I'm going to meh the daughter um daughter of that family, the teenage daughter yes, agreed. Yeah, she was, I felt like she was just, like, the classic, like, she was, she was the antithesis to Jessica, and, like, the spoiled rich girl, and you have Jessica, who's this, like, really tough, you know, conniving, survivalist, and those two uh, oppositions were great, like, that dichotomy between them was fantastic, which, it just goes to show, you know, how resourceful Jessica was compared, Um, but, yeah, I was not a huge fan of that character. Um, Alrighty, so, I would say... Maybe it wasn't everybody's best picture, but I feel like we can all agree it was definitely deserves to be in the running.
0: Yeah, it was fantastic. And if I put it against other best pictures over the years that I've been kind of eh on, like um, like Birdman, like this was a thousand times better movie than Birdman. <laughs> oh, I liked
1: Birdman. I liked Birdman.
0: Yeah, but, this, but I, I'm just saying, this was a thousand right. times better movie than Birdman. I mean, Birdman, Birdman
2: not... is technically a ripoff of my friend's short film. I'm 100% positive of that. Um I mean, that's my opinion, but whatever.
0: And I and I enjoyed this movie so much more than Rome, which I admittedly well, didn't didn't finish. But right. you know, just <laughs> making the point.
1: Um, but here's here's a thing. So I feel like I, I feel like when you if you were up in a situation where you're used to watching things with subtitles, it's not a big deal to watch a foreign film. I feel like that would be people's biggest barrier, perhaps. With a foreign film, is that you have to watch you have to read subtitles, or you should read subtitles if it's not dubbed, or is it you know going beyond like they're not it's not going to be a movie that I'd like because it's not from my culture, where I feel privileged that like I've been you know able to grow up in an environment maybe because we come from Quebec, where art and music and film and, you know, and TV and all that is um, you can enjoy it across so many different cultures. That
0: that so. That's right. Mom and dad made us go to see La Grenouille et la Baleine, Baleine. in French, no subtitles, with that Bro, redheaded girl fair. who swims with uh, whales and listens to the pregnant woman's stomach. I don't really remember a lot of that thing, except that the girl is called a tadpole in English, but a frog in French. And <laughs> she saves some whales by swimming with them, or something.
1: Um, but besides that, Shy, since you're the least, maybe I would say, um, has the least, you know, uh, extensive foreign film collection. What are your favorites?
0: So I'll say in a moment, I'll say in a moment my favorites. But I want to give a shout out to a 1984 movie called. The dog who stopped the war. Oh, Do you remember that, that movie? It's so
1: sad. Yes, it's a
0: movie about like kids having an amazing, cool snowball fight, and the movie's they, big resolution is that they were like, against the... each other, weren't they? Yeah, but they're just having a like a neighborhood snowball fight, and all winter, and then the end of the movie is that the dog that they all love ends up getting colla- like a snow fort collapse on him and he dies, and then suddenly the kids are friends again. But most importantly, the main actor in that movie, the main character in that movie, whose name escapes me right now, but I will give you the name, Cedric Jord was my (laughs) African politics teacher at McGill University.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious.
0: And so, so aside from that, I would say, which movie, that movie is super unpleasant, but you know, he was a good teacher. I actually learned a ton in his class. uh, maybe the acting helped. I would say my favorites are Han's Labyrinth, the Raid movies, the Indonesian movies, mm-hmm. uh, Raid 1 and 2. I, 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 I throw in La Grenouille et la Baleine just because i got to give a nod to French Canada. But then I would say Crippled Avengers. This is my exception for subtitles because the 1980s, late, late 70s Shaw Brothers movies the dubbing is all done by the same the original dubbing is all done by the same group of like british and seemingly south african actors and i and, and and they use different voices in different movies for the same actors so you'll see one actor in one movie with one guy's voice and then in the next movie that same guy's voice is a different actor but the same people are in it That's and hilarious. that That's
1: really funny.
0: i love all those movies so i'm going to go with the crypt- Avengers I believe you can actually watch that on Netflix right now to me that is still one of my all-time favorite martial arts movies even though it's like obviously really dated but it is just super crazy and a lot of fun and I recommend it
2: what about um your favorite foreign documentary Troll Hunter Troll Hunters
0: oh okay all right knocking out La Grenouille La Troll Hunters is absolutely <laughs> amazing that is a fantastic, fantastic, super bizarre movie. That is an that is a buy. That is one of my favorite weird sci fi things I've ever seen. It's if you like incredible. things like what like what we do in the shadows, that is a movie for you. Good catch, um, Beck. You are one hundred percent right.
1: Okay, Beck.
0: Yeah.
2: So uh, another French Canadian classic, boutine. No. Do you guys not, remember not that
0: the one? Not The Adventures of Rabbi Jacob. Also no. another French Canadian movie. Do,
2: do you guys remember <laughs> that one? I just remember, like, having to watch it on VHS a lot and being like, I'd rather go sit in my room alone with no toys than watch this movie. Um, <laughs> no, that's not a... It, that's not, certainly not a favorite, but it's, I think, like, the first non-english language movie I, I remember seeing as a child no uh but but some of my favorites are hunt for the wilder people which we've talked about on this podcast many many times um run lola run which w- is a german film right german yeah film. that movie yeah. is i am sure it feels dated but it's so well done and so well told it's such really a cool well movie done.
1: um mm-hmm.
0: uh, wait you hunt for the wilder is in english we're talking about foreign language films here
1: we're talking about foreign no, we're not. Language? It's or foreign, just... no. Foreign Wait, films.
0: so we, so I can just name any British movie?
1: Oh, I guess. Fine. Okay. I mean, my okay. Well, mine. Okay. So, foreign. I'm not
0: Hunt for the Wilder People is amazing. That movie amazing, but like oh, that's definitely okay. not. I know we were doing foreign, foreign language, language
1: okay. is a different category, but sure, sure. I? Foreign. Foreign language just language means not American, but yes. Um,
2: okay. Uh, run, little run. A bout de or very, very famous French film, but in English, Breathless is the title. Um, that was like Which is very much leaning, right? No, no, no. It's oh. um, it's uh, um. well, Jean-Paul Belmondo is the actor in it, and I know that because it's very dreamy. Truffaut wrote it, and then having a Mambré moment where I can't remember the. It's just, it's no, no, super... you're rem-
0: you remembering all of these super erudite foreign things. is not a moment at all. It's Godard. Have- Godard, Godard is- right? Sorry, Jean-Luc
2: Godard. Godard directed Godard. it. Francois Truffaut wrote it. And it this, stars John Paul John Paul Bumando, who's very none of the very things trendy. you just
0: said are things Mom would
2: say. And
1: uh, Gene Seberg is in it.
2: All right? Yeah. Um, My neighbor Totoro, which is an animated film, and it's a very very special movie that I recommend. Um, and then a favorite film of both mine and Lily's, which for the life of me I don't know how we ended up renting it in high school but we loved this movie we saw it i'm so sure it was times. recommended
1: in a or something at school no, we were in high school no one
2: i anyways i feel like it's one of those like random swedish video, yeah like a random video store find um the english title is show me love but the actual translated title is called fucking amal um and it's a great movie it's like a teenage it's the ori- coming it's of age. the original age. Love,
1: Simon. Yeah, it's it's the original like, Love, Simon. Simon, but in the
2: 90s. It's a coming of age coming out story about high school girls, and it's just so good. And then, um, and then it's, I wouldn't say this entire film is my favorite film, but the opening scene of a film called The Wickmeister Harmonies is just one of the most incredible pieces of filmmaking. It's this beautiful, beautiful long take. The scene is, I think, 10 or 11 minutes long, and it's, it's one of my favorite pieces of cinema. Um, so those are some of my favorites, and I have more, but they're English language that we're going to get honorable mentions for, like, early exposure to non-American films, but apparently we're not allowed to say them. <laughs> so moving
1: on, you'll never know what they um, are now. Um, I will say that, like, I wish that people would give foreign language films uh and form films uh, more of a chance because i feel like sometimes you're just so I, i'm so disappointed like i turn on to see like what i could watch or what there is to rent or whatever you're just like look like another avengers movie like sorry but I, I i feel like you know and if other people feel that way i'm like i could hand you on a platter like 10 amazing movies you're just gonna have to read subtitles and like deal with it but the movie will be worth it um, Shy, these are like the money heists of movies to me, and so I hope that with this episode, people will give them a chance. And I feel like we'll we'll release like uh, a list of our top. I just want to so say I very much agree them.
2: with both Shy's and Lily's list. Lily's about to say her list, and I would say like I have all the same movies on my list as well. So full endorsement um. of your.
1: Unless. And and
0: I don't because I am the most pedestrian of the three of us and have not even heard of most of the movies that you guys have maybe mentioned. But maybe
1: you'll okay. So I'll say mine quick. Um, I also fucking Amal is one of my favorite uh, foreign films ever. Um, and I think again it's like the original Love Simon, uh, but like made 30 years ago. Um, and I think that movie's awesome. And then All About Your Mother is. One of, to me, one of the greatest movies of all time ever made. For um, real, um, Mulder. I mean, his oeuvre is phenomenal. So it's hard to pick and choose one, but I would say that that one, uh, I could see a million times, and it's there's always something new, and that movie is like, I think, blows your mind, um, about relationships and like mothers and sons and friendship. Um, it's amazing. And then one of my favorites is a Mexican film *Itu Mama Tambien*, which doesn't have doesn't seem to have an English translation. And that is *Cuaron*, right? That's, mm-hmm. I believe that's, yeah. Um, and he, I think that's just like a very a movie that could never be made in the United States.
0: Walked in movie, on mom watching that movie once. Woo. It's a
1: very racy film. Just warning, like heads up, it is a very racy film. But I think it's a beautiful movie. And I don't think that's at all a movie could ever be made in the US. And it's a shame that people like wouldn't get a chance to see it. So I hope you guys, like other people, would see it. And then there are two um, Spanish films that I adore that I think, well, Mulder obviously is Spanish, but these are other two films that uh, one is called Princesas and the other is Azul Oscuro Casi Negro, which is um, navy blue, almost black, is the translation for that. And Princesas is Princesses. And one is about prostitutes in Barcelona who like have normal relationship we're trying to have a normal relationship at the same time as as being um you know a sex worker and the other one is as is about like a relationship between two people in jail and just like a very different kind of movie that I think is awesome and my another last one I will say is that impacted me greatly is a french film called Belle de Jour which is Catherine Deneuve is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life and that movie is amazing about women and the power of, of being a woman in like the 50s and even today. I just think that movie's amazing. And then Honorable Mention Whale Rider from New Zealand, but that's in English. Hi. So Whale Rider is a beautiful film from New Zealand. So those are mine. Um, thank you. Now, what you guys watching?
2: Okay, I'll go first because I have the most important one to discuss. Um, I have a comment. I'm going to do a little asterisk about you. You're either in or you're out. You're either part of this moment or you live under a rock. I am obviously, I mean, I'm not watching. I have watched all of Love is Blind, (laughs) the greatest love experiment to grace our...
1: I like how it's categorized under experiment.
2: It's an exper- It's a love am, experiment, which they discuss many times. I didn't think times.
0: something you would say would make me roll my eyes more than Outlander. And you proved me wrong.
1: Well, And both of you historically watched the dreckiest shows ever. So I shy. am That's just fun. saying there's going to be a
2: reunion episode this week. <laughs> I have plans to get together with my friend Janine. Shout <laughs> out to and Janine. Dad. And there's going to be a me, reunion Janine, my... up. And we're going to get together and we are going to find out what is happening with are couples. This is like a I locker. wanna
1: see a statistical analysis of the viewership being recently postpartum moms who have no have like not slept in three we months. No brains and have no like do.
0: I will say there's a lot of very smart people I know who are very into this show and can't stop talking about it and showing clips of it on Instagram. Oh yeah, this is a craze. I just don't like, I don't like long form dating shows. The only dating shows I ever liked were the fifth wheel and eliminate because it was resolved in the same episode and the one where two people go on a cruise ship and hate each other. Those are the, those are the three that I like.
1: Well, well, I have to one? say, I just going to quickly say when Becky texted me, like repeatedly that she was watching this and giving me plays by plays. I then like get, a, I get a call from shy and I'm talking to shy and I was like, shy, I feel like I'm in that moment. And like Becky's writing me this like hilarious analysis of the show. And I goes, I go to, sorry, I feel like I'm in that moment in the wedding singer where Adam Sandler's losing his mind. And he sings that song that he writes. It's like half love song, half heavy metal, like breakup song. And then, um, John Lovitz just, like, peeks behind the curtain and goes, he's losing his mind, and I am reaping all the benefits. That's how yeah, I feel yeah. about Becky. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. I was like, shy. she's losing it. I, this want, is you a- know,
2: like, I want you and I to, to know that, that the that's how I feel
1: about myself. <laughs> I
2: am losing my mind, and Netflix is reaping all the benefits. Oh, I am, because your hilarious, like, live texts about this show are making me very happy. If that was a career, let me tell you.
0: Well, I, I think that's a good choice. I am watching... There's two important things. Just one, I want to say, I'm now in episode eight of Hunters with Allie. I love it. Can't stop thinking about it. I think at the same time as a lot of the criticisms are fair, that I'm part of me doesn't believe that the people who criticized it watched the whole past thing. the first episode. Well, I haven't seen the whole thing yet, so I don't know what, if there's like a big twist that undoes it all. But I do think it is A a super surreal show. It is in no way trying to be real. And there are some incredible vignettes, these like surreal moments where they go into like the imagination of the characters and they'll show like a game show or like a little segment that just breaks the story for a moment. And there's one, and I think it's episode eight about, um, about semitism. that is, that should just be clipped and like made as like a thing everyone should watch because it is extremely, shocking and awesome and funny all at the same time so all in on hunters people should really go and check that show out even if it's not your thing it's it's tough to watch but it's it's awesome and then the other one is i i've accepted a trade z's from my sister lily
1: it's a big deal uh, I haven't done uh, li- one of these in a while
0: lily's gonna watch stump town and i am going to watch the politician and Becky, uh, somebody I, had
1: to do it, it took
0: um to the and, Would you promise
1: uh, can you get Allie to watch it with you yeah, I yeah like I'll you'll... watch
0: it. I'll watch it with right, because okay. we're watching. We, we watch Stumptown together. We both love that show. So but, you, you know, and I'll finish the season if you finish, you know, the season. I will say I'm going to call mom out hey, who offered I... me a trages of the magicians for Ash vs. Evil Dead. And she hasn't finished an episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead yet, so I kind of refused to start the trade until she's actually committed. And then she got all mad at me, saying, she goes, what do you mean committed? I'm like, Mom, I'm not going to start watching The Magicians, which has like five seasons, if you can't get through one episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead.
1: I already finished my episode, and I just texted Shy, your move. <laughs> I was
2: like... I just Come have on, to I say know. I feel like Shy is, is getting the I've the seen better ends. Shy
1: getting the way better end dude, of this deal.
0: Dude, dude, Kobe <laughs> And Kobe I feel like if you're Kobe into... and Michael Ely are
1: Well we know that Allie only charming. watched it for Michael Ealy,
0: obviously. She does one. like Michael Ealy. Loves... Jake Johnson is excellent in it as well.
1: Yeah, but I feel like I'm having to sit through fifteen forty five minute episodes and you have like eight episodes, so we'll see.
2: Yeah, I was about to say it's see, all right. Well, whatever. Okay.
1: I just really want Shy
0: to watch it. All right,
1: Lil, what are you watching? Trade um, has been made. Well, now I'm watching Stumptown. I think that I could see why a lot of people would like it. Um, it's, you know, it does get cute.
0: better as it goes on. Like many. I'm assuming
1: shows. that time too. Time to get going. It will take some time to get going. Um, and Hunters. That's pretty. I have pretty much. I've had no other time to watch anything else. And he's deep in that. Um, and it's, yeah, like, pretty much everything Shai said. Um, Shai, would you like to wrap it up, or should we do the stars?
0: Uh, no, uh, oh, well, yeah, okay, quickly, we've been doing a partnership with, we've been doing a partnership with Are the fantasy world, and we have been playing brief castaway with their amazing character descriptions, and today we are going to talk about Morath. Um, and everyone should check out Stazar's stuff. They just do so many wild, creative things at stazr.com, S T A Z R.com. So, the character Morath, if we were making it into a, a show or a movie, the ash gray hair, very pale skin, and gives a nasty look. He was clearly over a century old, dressed in beautiful flowing material of color in the silvery morning mist. And uh, he has uh, vulgar hanging skin folds parchment-like skin and a hooked nose and for me this character could be played really well with a little bit of makeup and a good wardrobe by the inimitable and amazing Bruce Dern who most recently I saw in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood he played the old man that owned the land that the Manson family Yeah. yeah he was amazing in that or I might even go with a heavily made up Al Pacino um, because I really enjoyed him being crazy in Hunters, he's kind of on my mind. But Bruce Dern is really my guy to play this character of well, I think he'd be amazing.
1: So um, this, yeah, so this person who like was wearing beautiful, flowing clothes but seemed to be like not like a bit nasty to look at, and it says that the character causes an un, a sense of unease. I immediately thought of like who would dress well but cause unease, and that's Willem Dafoe. Ooh, that's
0: a great that's one. such
1: a um, good Obviously one. with, like, the makeup and stuff, but that guy knows how to, like, be very uneasy yet stylish, I feel like. Um, that's a great choice.
2: That's a great choice. Um, yeah, I was thinking, I guess because I was caught up in the, like, the beautiful flowing clothes, and I kind of associate that elegance, but he's also a good enough actor that I think he could play someone that's, like, a little bit revolting with, like, a Jeremy Irons type 'Cause Ooh, it has like a good one. That actually
0: I mean actually if you watch Watchmen, which is an amazing show, uh if you watch Watchmen, it's actually very similar to the character he plays on Watchmen. So Becky, Damn I, it, I should you...
1: have made the crazies for
2: Watchmen.
0: Yeah, he definitely is.
2: I've seen like two episodes of honestly watchable. Um,
0: Watchmen isn't really a tradesy thing because it is really one of the best shows that came out this year. So I, like yeah. I could trade it with you, but like I shouldn't have to convince you to watch Watchmen Well I can't like about the
1: politician, so that's your loss. Damn
0: it. Well you but you offer me. Like to trade. You're such
2: a Ben Platt fan. How would you not love the politician?
0: Uh, I absolutely but Lily's trade motivated me to check it out.
1: Right. Okay. Okay. I feel like everyone right. needs All right. to. All right. Um Handles.
0: You can follow me at Pancake and the Number Four Table on Twitter and Instagram and Letterboxed.
1: And Becky,
2: where can people follow you? Uh, Shout out to Uncle Mario, who's now following me on Letterboxed at my handle of (laughs) at Paper BK Princess, which is also my Twitter handle. So there you go. Be as cool as Tio Mario and follow me on the box.
1: And you can follow moi at, because um, it's the foreign episode, follow moi at um, chichi, C-H-I-C-H-I-K-Gomez on Twitter and the Letterbox. And um, please rate us on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts so that you can um, basically like giving us a warm hug. We only accept ratings of five stars and up. Um, nothing less than that will be accepted. So give us a big digital hug and help spread the word about the Friday Night Movie Podcast. And we are going to be at Baltimore Comic Con in October, right, Shy? Shy?
0: We are October 23rd <laughs> to 25th at the Baltimore Convention Center. All right,
1: it's be hey. amazing.
0: Come join we'll us be on amazing. the
1: show. Thank you guys so much for As- a great episode. i still away. Go. Ciao. Au revoir.
0: Shalom. M- music, m- 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 La musique de What Does It Eat will play us out.
1: The- All right, love oh, you guys. I'm only going to do pretending
0: you don't think French. L- love you guys. Catch you later.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.